0: Hey everybody and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today's guest is named Kathleen Murakami. She's gonna talk about the Murakami method and she's somebody I actually met at Rancho La Puerta where she teaches a bunch of different types of courses and she's gonna talk about it. I'm so excited to have her on the show. Thanks for coming out today, Kathleen.
1: So honored. F-A-J.
0: I, I, I think I've only taken one course with you at Rancho because do you teach the Pilates as well?
1: Yes, I am the department head of Pilates there as well as another system called gyrotonic expansion system.
0: Always wanted to know what that is because you know, what you know, with Rancho, you're overwhelmed with choices. I mean, you could never get bored there because there's a there's probably 13 different classes every hour, starting from seven in the morning till 10 at night. I've never, uh, what is gyrotonic? I I don't know what that is.
1: Oh, that's always such a good question. Uh, So, the gyrotonic expansion system, the big name there and the tagline is the art of exercising and beyond. And I always emphasize with Uh, new people, the words expansion and the word beyond, because we're moving and breathing and expanding beyond just your physical structure, both going outward from your body as well as diving to your whole inner body. And it is a lovely system that leaves you feeling refreshed and energized. You never push really hard, although it can be very challenging. Uh, lubricates the joints, mobilizes your spine, massages your organs, releases oxytocin, nothing but feel good. Okay.
0: How long have you been teaching in the ranch and how did you end up becoming an instructor there?
1: Oh, that's a whole show, AD. Let me try to readers digest it. Um, I first was there in the 90s, in the early 90s on a road trip. I decided to leave Seattle. I stumbled upon the ranch a completely different environment. I got a job there and started teaching fitness. And through that, I was able to land a fitness job on the QE2, which landed me in England to uh, study Pilates. I got an apprenticeship. And when I returned from that year uh, apprenticeship, I returned to Rancho La Puerta and started really working to develop Pilates program in like like 92.
0: And And do you do both the mat and the machines?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the machines because I'm lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of hear that often. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, you know, I really believe that the mat work is the foundation of the work and the first machine is your own body. So when you integrate that methodology into your body, you're taking it on to equipment. So you and the equipment actually become one. It's not you working out on the equipment or the equipment giving you a workout. You are one energy moving with the equipment, which is supportive, offers resistance, increased range of motion, excellent for rehabilitation, it's endless.
0: I know, but ab work is so hard. I
1: know, nobody likes it. I don't think fitness instructors, are lying if they say that ab work is my favorite.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, well, you look great. Have you always been into fitness your whole life?
1: No, um, not really. I was probably, if, if I went back to one of my high school reunions and, and uh, some of the people I haven't seen since then knew I was teaching exercise, they'd be very shocked. <laughs> Because I was not ever athletic or anything. Um, I did get dance lessons when I was a child. And I think because of that, um, I just kind of fell into it. I fell into teaching fitness. I was actually, um, <laughs> I worked for a Hagen Doss ice cream distributorship originally <laughs> and uh, needed an extra job. So I became a receptionist in, a, in an exercise studio
0: on that. Kind of that's funny. Are you still eating haggadas?
1: <laughs> oh, if you only knew how much haggadas I used to eat, <laughs> I used to eat a lot. Not so much now.
0: That's yeah. great. What do you like most about working at the ranch?
1: Oh, the most. You know, if any of the viewers have never been, just go on the website and look at the beautiful photographs. It's thousands of acres it's open space um there's for me as a fitness instructor that lives there while I'm uh working during my work days there's no real commute so I walk out of my door and I'm right away in nature and uh the freedom to teach uh in the manner of who I am that is so great and uh so many things, my coworkers, all the Mexican staff, the environment. And I actually enjoy being in another culture. You know, it's, I think it's, it's good for all of us not to think, you know, America and US is the only way.
0: You know, what's so interesting is when you get there, like on Sunday, the craft class is really crowded. And then by the week, it just goes smaller, smaller, smaller.
1: Yes, because everybody's gung-ho on the first day. I'm going to take every class and do every hike and go to every lecture. And then in about three days, they're just dead and falling asleep at 6.30 p.m. right after dinner.
0: Which classes continue to be the most popular in terms of fitness classes at the ranch?
1: Oh... Well, I would say certain instructors are, of course, there are favorites. Um, circuit class generally is always popular, stretch class is always popular. Mm, depending on the week, you know, because each week we have a specialty. So if it's a yoga specialty week, then the yoga classes will be much uh, more full. Same thing with Pilates. Um, we have that beautiful activity pool. Uh, which was built specifically for our water program. So, of course, the diehards are in there in the winter, but in the warmer months, those classes are also really
0: cool. My my favorite is crystal bowl healing, because all you do is lay there.
1: Yes, yes, you just lie there and enjoy your journey. Actually, I do that class, too, and it's one of my favorites.
0: It's so funny when people snore in that class, because you got to tell them to stop, you know?
1: well we <laughs> we have a an assistant or we used to anyway prior uh to the pandemic and they they were the official snow snore poker because the teacher's busy playing you know and we can't run over and i uh, keep a bowl going and then go over and poke them with a the wand so uh, yes we try to give you a, a gentle love tap
0: I know the ranch is open because I've had a couple of friends that have gone and taught there. But is it? Um, are the fitness classes still going?
1: Yes, everything is the same, um, and we have a lot of all of the protocols in place. And in fact, because we are in Baja, we abide by the Mexican protocols. And because we are a restaurant, and a spa, and a gym, and all these different businesses we must pass each individual business's protocols as well. So honestly, with the giant open space, the healthy food, the immune system boosting you get through exercise and relaxing, um, it is extremely safe. Of course, you have to travel a bit to get there, but um, all of the guests, I would say almost 95, 99% will say they feel safer there than maybe in the U.S.,
0: Wow. That's neat. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite class to teach there?
1: Oh, geez. Hmm. Well, I would say it's a cross between having a strong level two Pilates, teaching gyrokinesis and the crystal bowls. Yeah. That's why I, I can't pick just one.
0: <laughs> does gyrokinesis, that's not the one that uses that tower thing, does it?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Okay, let me explain. So gyrotonic expansion system, similar like Pilates, there's an equipment branch and uh, a non-equipment branch. So gyrokinesis is the branch where there is no equipment and you start generally seated on a chair. And that's why a lot of people come. They just read there on the description, sitting on the chair, like, okay, that's for me. And then gyrotonic, which is singular, there's an equipment branch. So um, again, I feel that an individual would glean the fundamental approach through the non-equipment, and then you integrate that into your body and take it on to equipment. Equipment is really helpful for injuries. Oops, injuries, or uh, when we're working with certain individuals that need a little more support of
0: the spine or the arms. Yeah. Nice, so Linda who's watching live, who's a fitness instructor who's, I believe her gyms are closed, are asking do people wear masks in the fitness classes?
1: Right, okay, so our, our protocols are that if you are in public walking around, you wear a mask. You wear a mask when you enter each gym room and as you're setting up your space, We have all of our gyms and all of our rooms, and and believe me, our gyms are big, big rooms with lots of ventilation. Uh, They're marked six feet apart, there's little spots marked. And then once a person is in their area, it's their choice, this is you as a guest, uh, whether you would like to mask for the class or demask while you're participating. The instructor, who is also well over six feet away from the class, um, or the group, <clears throat> generally the instructors are demasking because it's easy, oops, easier to articulate and see our faces and hear what we have to say. Um, but the, currently we're not walking around. We, if we do happen to, we will mask, um, no hands-on, which is challenging, especially for certain classes. Yeah, and then at the end of class, all of the props are what we call nebulized. So our maintenance has, mm, I call them ghostbusters. They have this piece of equipment and they nebulize everything and uh, everything is disinfected and uh, that's done in between each class, doors and windows open. Yeah, so uh, we're doing a part. Nice, that answers question.
0: thank you. Um, uh, Linda's saying she, I guess she teaches aerobics outside, and, and they're required to have them. Denise is asking, will I be teaching cooking classes? Yes, I'm going to be there August 14 to 21 this year.
1: Oh, great! Yeah. Barry's
0: oh wow! I hope he's there for his birthday week. Cause that's well, my I
1: favorite. Cake.
0: I would love to. You know, my favorite uh, activity is bingo with Barry. I, so that that would. I hope he doesn't take his birthday week off. I know. And thank you for telling me that. I will definitely make them a cake or even bring one because I I get to drive there because it's not that far. So right before we logged on live, I I had mentioned that your last name Murakami reminded me of Murasaki, which is my favorite sweet potato. And all these years, I had no idea that it meant purple and duh, because they're purple.
1: (laughs) Yes, you said Murasaki.
0: Those are my favorite potatoes in the whole world. So that, I see, I learned something new every day. So what is the Murakami method? Not the Murasaki uh-huh. method. The Murasaki <laughs> method is to just roast them and eat them.
1: <laughs> All right, well, a little history on that. When I was, uh, when I had my Pilates studio, I was facilitating a lot of teacher trainings. And I remember I had this gal named, if she's ever out there ever sees this, Sharon Berry. And she'd say, my name is Sharon Berry, like strawberry because it was B-E-R-R-Y. And I would uh, teach my students different um, repertoire exercises. And I would say, this is the original classic method because there is an original Pilates approach. And I said, and this is the way I do this exercises. And this is the reason why. And then you should practice both and then make your own intelligent choice you know, sometimes you choose a different exercise for a different individual, or you facilitate it, you change the breath, or whatever you do, and she said to me, oh, the Murakami method, I was like, yeah, the Murakami method, that just stuck in my head forever, and then through my years in teaching fitness, I would get all kinds of questions about Like, how how is it that, what do you exactly, if I do exactly what you do to exercise, will I look like you? And I'd be like, no, you will not look like me. Or how, your skin looks really great. How can I, what are you doing? So I started thinking, well, I have a lot of these different methods for the different things I do in my life to keep myself buoyant and especially right now during our mm, interesting times. I always say right now, we're trying to find the treasure among the debris. So uh, that became my method. So I created a system and uh, which is anyone can join. And I have a series of, they're called 10 minute transformations from the inside out. And they're actually less than 10 minutes because I figure your attention span isn't 10 minutes long. Uh, Every week, every four weeks, the theme changes and you receive each week though, Um, a tip for example a tip on self-love or a tip on gratitude or a tip on decluttering and it's something really quick and really simple that you can integrate to create that uh, well-being in your life and that's part of what the Murakami method is.
0: Well that's neat do do you want to do an example or?
1: Oh right now sure I can get one all right. So what I thought I would share, especially probably right now, because so many people are living at home, working at home. So you're sitting and looking at your computer a lot. And I find there's a lot of isolation that's occurring during lockdown, right? You, we aren't seeing our family, our friends. Uh, you kind of, when you go out of your house, you're a little bit nervous. So, um, as you're sitting, actually, everybody could do this right now if you're on live. You just sit back, take a breath, and just close your eyes for a moment. And then when you open your eyes, you look around the room and you find five different things to be grateful for. So if I was looking, remember this is my garage set, I'm looking over here to my left and I'm looking at my cat carrier, and I'm like, I am so grateful that I have a cat carrier that is soft and padded, because I have one cat that gets very nervous in a carrier, and she always scrapes her nose on a hard one. I'm so grateful for that, and then I look a little further. Oh, my washing machine and dryer. I am so grateful I have a washing machine and dryer, and you just find five things, and You know, gratefulness doesn't have to be, I won the lottery. (laughs) It can be so um, seemingly small, but you allow that feeling of being grateful for that simple pleasure or that simple thing you took for granted. And just with that, you start releasing oxytocin, which is of course, you know, the feel good hormone. And you can double that effect if you put your hand right on your energetic heart center because this gesture alone, this is a study, it's been measured. Just this gesture alone releases oxytocin and who can't use more of that? I think everybody can use more feel-good, you know, more feel-good, pleasure.
0: that was fun because I I can see so many things I'm grateful for just in this room.
1: Right, your computer. You're looking at. Yeah,
0: and and I have like I got an award for uh, inducted into the Vegan Hall of Fame, and actually I have some really pretty things that I bought at Rancho hanging on the wall. So I'm grateful for being able to present there as often as I do, and uh, I'm I'm thankful for this ring light that doesn't make me look sixty years old, (laughs) and I'm thankful for my dog Bailey because there's pictures of her everywhere. This is very yeah. It really you just changes your mood completely when you have gratitude
1: good okay so it's like that little tiny things they all add up they all add up yes i'm so grateful for for my light too
0: (laughs) really does help yeah
1: yes 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 oh Mm.
0: yeah and breathing helps too we had a a a gentleman who wrote a new york times best selling book this week called breath and talked about how it just breathing or breathing properly. Anyway, can be really yes, important.
1: Doctor, I was, Your doctor was, uh, was James Nestor, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. James Nestor was on, and he actually referred to me to somebody else that's going to come on the show and talk more about breathing and how important it is.
1: It is. It is. I was a little bit of, I'm going to touch on that a little bit too. So
0: yeah. 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 Blue Jay saying, I have a mini journal specifically for a list of gratitude every night. I think that's really important to have it both in the morning and the evening, especially during these trying times.
1: You know, and it is, and <clears throat> we just had a great speaker at the ranch, John Assaraf, and he spoke about uh, the neuro connections to creating new habits. So uh, you, he, 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 com- he spoke about it's not 21 days and it's not six weeks. It's a hundred days in a row, a hundred days in a row. I was like, Oh my gosh, hundred days in a row. But I've committed to journaling a hundred days in a row, even if I just write one line. So the gratitude journal, even if you don't write your plethora list, you write one thing. Yeah. And uh, he also mentioned, I actually, I'm going to t- use this in my uh, tips that you, you break down your, your goal or whatever it is you're trying to create into ridiculously small steps. He said, ridiculously small steps. So for example, if you decide, oh, I'm gonna start exercising. You know, you just haven't done it. You've just been like kind of in the funk. You get out your tennis shoes and you just put them over there by the door. You don't even put them on. <laughs> that's how ridiculously small it'd be. You just put them over there and you just kind of look at them every day for maybe two, three, four days. And then the next step is you put them on, but you don't even go out of the house with them. You just put them on and wear them around your house and, and you just you know build from there. So though that's, I thought that is so great. And uh, when I'm sharing things about movement or sharing things, which I hope to do and sharing things about meditation, and staying centered during these curveball times um, we break it down into ridiculously small pieces.
0: that sounds good i because like when i've had periods where i haven't exercised it's very hard to get back to it and i i, I kind of trick myself by saying look i only have to get on the bike for a minute and then once you go to all the trouble right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah once you're finally set up it would seem silly not to go a little bit longer but yeah, a little bite better than nothing. It's
0: a first step for sure. Yeah. Is there a way to get people started with things like Pilates that are just? I, I've tried it, and it's it's so hard. To, I mean, when you're when you, I know how important it is to have strong abs because it it helps your back, but man, it's like it's almost painful. <laughs> <laughs> to do, the, to do the, those classes. And, and I know that usually the more you resist something, the more important it is. But man, I find it so hard.
1: Well, if we're going to talk about Pilates, I would say maybe take the mindset out of the, that I've got to work my abs, you know, because you probably have a frame of reference, which is that used to kill my neck, right? My, it, it hurts my neck or I just, it's so boring, you know, I have to contract and crunch, so to speak. So if you just start with actually breathing, which is a little bit of a backdoor approach, and in a nutshell, I'm gonna back up a little bit so you can see, you, you wanna breathe into this rib area. And at first, if it's challenging to feel that, you can just put your hands on the sides and be as upright as you can manage. And you just take an easy inhale through your nose, just a little bit, and you'll feel your ribs expand. And then you'll exhale, and you'll feel them kind of come back. Now. So there's sort of this sort of like a, um, a manta ray-like action. And when you can start to just feel that, with a, with, with your hands there, then just take your hands down because literally you want to feel this from the inside, not because you have something touching you on the outside. And just emphasize your exhale. Emphasize your exhale because this is also respiratory strengthening. You're getting a huge amount of benefits without you even knowing it. Can you emphasize your exhale? That means just go as long as long, and go, 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 go. Avoid shrinking down. So you're not pushing the air out physically using the internal structure you're already in touch with uh two out of the four primary core muscles and you don't even know it that's the beginning and you, you you can do that seated you could do it lying on your back you could do it on your hands and knees just stay in alignment and um you will get the sensation that there you're kind of like creating a drawstring effect but the drawstring is in the back of your pants not the front and the drawstring is inside your body not on the outside so maybe a little visualization of you know you have sweatpants and the strings in the front and you pull that string is coming up and you're pulling in the back of your body because that's literally how one of those deep muscles um, is positioned in a in a simplistic way, I'm explaining. It. Yeah.
0: Do you guys yeah. take each other's classes at the ranch? Yeah,
1: we do. We do. And we have time and energy.
0: <laughs> ah, Here's a great question from Denise. Is there any way to do the 100 without it hurting the neck?
1: Yes. Would you like me to show you or talk you through?
0: I'd like you to show me because a picture is worth a thousand words.
1: All right, so let me put this down a little bit, move my chair. I'm going to take my Uggs off because (laughs) it's a little bit, it was a little chilly in here. And all right, so what you'll need, everybody has a towel like this. This is a hand towel, right? And you are going to... This, you'll have it placed so that this lower edge is right about what I'd say your bra strap, okay? Because that's secured on the floor. If you're a guy, you've seen a bra, so you know where that strap is. (laughs) Then, do it this way: placing it on the floor and. You lie on your back. That lower edge is secured underneath the shoulder blade area or, again, the bra strap area. So you're in this lying on your back or supine position. There's a little bit of the towel sticking above your head. So this towel is like a hammock. And remember, when you lie in a hammock, you're always relaxed right? You're the towel will support your head and neck. So that breath I just mentioned earlier, we would practice that first. You inhale, feeling your manta ray moves widen, you exhale, lips soften as you continue to exhale all of your air out, you'll feel this warming, tightening, contracted sensation. And let me mention here, I'm going to put my arm up so you can see, we are not avoiding, we are avoiding pushing the lower back down and tipping the pelvis. Additionally, we're avoiding squeezing the butt cheeks. Okay. this is Neutral, anchored in its position. We grab the corners of the towel, all the way to my head, and then my elbows are just lifted so I can see them in my side vision. Shoulders like down, breathe in like earlier, start to exhale first. And as you continue to exhale, you will pull on the towel. So I'm going to breathe louder so you can hear me. Breathing in. Breathing
0: out. <laughs> so breathing, out, breathing,
1: out, breathing 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 out, and pulling the towel. And yes, you need to use your arms. Okay, Get wherever you get to, we don't care about the height, and then we take another breath, and then when we exhale, we're going to let the head become a dead weight in the towel without falling back. So I'm releasing the weight of the head in the towel. Yes, you have to use a little bit of arm strength, but it, you will feel your abdominal region holding you up. So this is the way I introduce the hundred. Because the progression is, of course, to be able to stay here for the traditional 100 inhale, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five; ten. 10. Doing that 10 times 10 times 10 is 100. Using the towel for support. Okay? And you may not do those 10 breaths right away. When you're starting out, you may just come forward and be able to only breathe in for three and out for three or in for three and out for four, and only to do that three more reps. You have to build your strength until you're up for the 10, right? And then the progression eventually would be doing it without the towel. There's an exercise that we integrate for shoulder blades. Then you would do this with your legs up, then the legs up, then the legs up and down, and then you do your traditional. Hundred
0: as we know and love and hate. Oh boy, that hurt just watching. I remember doing those; how hard they were.
1: (laughs) Question: Did did you say Denise? Is that who you? Yes, she
0: wanted to know how you do it without uh, hurting the neck. About
1: that, Denise, are you still there?
0: Yeah, she she says that's a great idea. She typed in the chat.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: um, Monica says, this is amazing, something I can do. Maybe not 100 right away, but I can start with 10 and work my way up. Joe, Rancho La Puerta is in Tecate, Mexico. It's very close to once you cross the border. So from where I live, it's just a couple hours drive away in in the desert. So it's great, but you can always fly into there from San Diego. Kelly says, best exercises to pull the stomach in, please. Best
1: exercise to pull the stomach (laughs) in? Um, are you meaning flatten your stomach?
0: I don't know. Kelly, can you, um, can you expound on that? And she says, do you really need cardio to burn fat? And should I hold my abs in all day long? That would sound exhausting to do it all day long.
1: Yeah, that sounds exhausting. Okay. She's okay. That's about five questions in one. Um, let's see if we can start with no, you don't need to do cardio all day long. You have to really, you know what? It's just like, I think there's never a one size fits all for food, for exercise. I mean, look at the different body types that there are in the world. Not everything works for everybody. So um, some people need a little more cardio. Some people need a little less cardio. Some people need actually strength training with weights because that's what they need to be more in shape, whatever your idea of in shape is. I think, I don't know the average age of your followers are, but after about 45, you want function. <laughs> you want to be able to, you know, go on a hike with your friends, pick up your grandkid, uh, garden maybe a little bit longer than normal, like two hours or a whole afternoon. So it's function you want. You want mobility, but you want stability. And for sure, I have realized, especially with my own father, um, you, we want to sustain leg strength. Because I read an article where the length of your life is determined by your ability to get up from the floor. (laughs) Because if you fall and you can't get up and you have to crawl to something to pull yourself up. Anyway, um, flattening the abdominal area. Well, we may need to look at, is that where you carry your weight? We may need to look at that, honestly, without any self-judgment. And... um, This uh, breathing I just shared with you earlier, that muscle that that expels the air from your body, it's called your transverse abdominis. It's got a big long name, and it's like a cummerbund, like I mentioned. And its job is actually to flatten the belly because it's a very deep, the deepest considerate abdominal muscle that um, holds in your organs, right? This is a hole here abdominal cavity and all your guts are going to fall out if you don't have these layers of muscle so when you do that breath correctly and i don't mean sucking in your navel to spine which is a cue i i really never say anymore because because of certain things anyway you breathe out you have that sustained exhalation and just energetically Keep the energy moving upward in your spine at the same time. So there is no, I'm exhaling. Uh, this is why crunching eventually just shortens, and compresses the organs in, in the long arm isn't always um, optimal. I'm not saying they're bad, that's not what I'm saying, but we want to have variety. We want to have strength in all your planes of motion all of it at the same time, because that's life. We move in a three-dimensional world. Right?
0: Um, we have a question if you could talk about how breath can help with back pain.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. these are really great. I'll have to come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we actually we have a bunch of questions and I have the next one from Joe you're gonna love.
1: Okay, so uh, how can breath help back pain? Well, first of all, just know the plumb line of posture is from the side here, a little bone that you're going to feel at the top of your shoulder, called your acromion process, and a straight line down the side, side so of the seam of the pants, side of the knee down to your ankle. So just imagine a straight line there, all right, just by having your posture up straight you will start to breathe better because your diaphragm, which lives inside of your body, you've heard the diaphragm, your primary respiratory muscle, the the roots, the crura of the diaphragm run right along the spine and uh, they integrate with the part of your iliopsoas which is your hip flexor muscle, which is right along your spine. So the more upright you are, you take the stress off of the spine. The breath is going to move the spinal fluid in the spinal column. Remember, your spinal cord is floating in that fluid. Uh, it is going to um, activate your parasympathetic nervous system and your vagus nerve and that fight or flight thing. You're going to calm down. Your your Awareness will increase. And with this breathing technique, when you start doing specific back strengthening or back mobility exercises, your time and effort will be optimized. So that's kind of answering it in a general way. Um, uh, it's best if you work with a really qualified practitioner. And um, you can DM me or something, and depending on where you are, I can maybe help you locate someone.
0: Um, Well, there's a question if, if, if I can't get to the ranch right now, can people do Pilates with you online through Zoom?
1: Oh, yes, oh, I don't even have to advertise. (laughs) Yes, you can. Uh, I have an ongoing gyrokinesis class, always at the beginning of the week, usually Sunday or Mondays. And then I have a Pilates Fit Blast class Usually toward the end of the week. So, uh, I've been doing the Fit Last class privately for my private clients, but people have been asking me about it. So, that's a really fun class where I do a little bit of weights and a little bit of Pilates and a little bit of foam roller. And so, you get a really great all around thing. So, my website, I'm going to have it listed and you just register there. It's, it's pretty easy. It still seems confusing, of course.
0: Great, right. and we have your website in the show notes. So this is a fun question from Joe. Are these exercises, exercises unisex or just for the ladies?
1: No, they're unisex, transgender, gender, sex, no sex, whatever. A body, a human body is a human body. Uh, I didn't mention the pelvic floor, but we work with the pelvic floor in Pilates and male or female We all have one, (laughs) right? It's just a little bit of small structural differences, but no. Um, And believe me, if you are a fit person and a fit guy, we can challenge you. And yes, I can make you shake.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, Kelly commented, she's the one that asked about the stomach. She said... I gain in my stomach, even when I lose, the fat stays there. I would like it to not be rounded. The towel modification is genius.
1: Oh, good. Yes. And you know what? This is from Kelly. Mm -hmm.
0: The one that asked about the stomach. I Uh, guess she she wants to know if she should hold her stomach in all day.
1: You know, we carry our extra fluff wherever we carry our extra fluff. And if it's that big a deal, I mean, these days, you know, there's... uh, Uh, medical ways you can deal with that right but when you if you have the fluff okay and here you're contracting the muscle underneath and that muscle in the idea as I mentioned the transverse it actually spreads it spreads and sort of flattens in but if the surface your fluff is resting upon of course is getting a little smaller where's that fluff going to go it's going to look like it's hoofing up. You know, it's just going to look that way. But um, believe me, the more you work your inner body and your structure, the better you're going to feel. And um, things start redistributing. And again, there's ways to redistribute without maybe surgical intervention. And also, you know, no matter what, as time goes by, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 64 in March, and I, can't, I am nowhere able to do the things I could do when I was in my 20s, when I was teaching exercise and teaching 15 classes a week and weight training and being crazy on a StairMaster, all this kind of stuff. I've had both of my hips replaced. I've had knee surgery. I've hurt my back before. I have a, I've had a rotator cuff tear. I have had the myriad, but like I said, at this point, it's function. Can I get in and out of my man friend's really high truck without looking like a gorilla? Can I play with my cats? Can I guard it? You know? and, and part of the journey is just really accepting ourselves as we are.
0: Wow. Well, you look amazing. First. I mean, you look amazing anyway, but I would never have guessed you were in your sixties. What, what day in March is it? Cause I'm March as well.
1: Oh, 27.
0: I'm an Aries. Uh, me too. I'm 22nd. Woohoo! Oh my gosh.
1: Well, no wonder. Nice. Very
0: cool. Very cool. I'll have to write that. I'll have to remember your birthday. So let's see. Uh, any exercises for balance or how to sustain leg strength?
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Well, one of the great ways, I think, first, is you have a chair, okay? Just have a chair. See. And there, it, yeah, 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 just a hair. Because, you know, I had this uh, client, uh, and she was in her, gosh, she was in her late 80s. And I really wanted her, I, I asked her, Did she, do you? Get up and down from the toilet on your own. Are you pushing on the counter next to the toilet? She was using her arm. I'm like, you yeah, know, listen. Your butt is a bigger muscle than your arm. <laughs> so let's train your butt. So come forward on a chair, right? And if you can't, if you at first need your arm to put your hands on your thighs, and you tip from the hips. So we avoid the collapsing, you tip from the hips and you feel your weight on your leg and just start to press down through the leg bones and hover, like you hover, right? You're hovering because you have to feel this, that's balance right there, to stand up. Then you want to reverse that. When you descend, keep your alignment. We're not sticking our butts out or tucking under. You're reaching, 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 and you're probably I would suggest inhaling there. Can you just barely touch and then return back up? Okay, barely touch and return back up. And just start with five. But do it five times a day.
0: Great. Right? Right. Let's see. Oh. i then you just start deepening and deepening that, you know, hang on. So, how can you please show how you get up off the floor?
1: Oh, yes. Well, there's a number of ways. Let's say you were lying on your back, turn to your side, get your top leg out, because it's a lever, push up. So they're from here. You can turn onto the hands and knees. Bring yourself upright on your knees. Take one leg forward, your foot in front of your knee, curl your back toes. And and here's that hinging, like I just showed you on the chair. Hinge, because you have to push, feel your weight come onto the front leg and then take a breath and Pressing up. It's like doing a lunge and standing up. That's option one. Option two. Right? Same thing. Turn to your sides. As long I bent my knees, I forgot to mention that. Press yourself up. Turn all the way around. Curl your toes under. Do the Pilates breath I, I mentioned about exhaling and finding some connection in your center.
0: Come back. Come back. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. No, I remember, I remember watching, believe it or not, Dr. Ross a long time ago and he talked about how important it is. You gotta be able to get up off the floor. He said preferably even without using your hands if you can.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know, if again, that was like the, the end result. I mean if you have to practice. For a while and you need some help and just make it part of your exercise. Right? Let's see yeah, from Come here, roll over, come all the way around, and on the chair. I would probably keep the, the same side leg as the chair, curl those back toes. Right? You have a little bit of help here. On a stable object versus maybe your front leg is wobbly or something like that. Yeah. Nice. be happy oh. to help. Anybody can reach out. Be happy to help you.
0: Let's see. Here's a question. Instead of crunches, what can a person do? They hurt Denise's neck.
1: Oh right. Even even without the with even well try the towel thing I showed you. And another way. is to do uh, planks. Now, if you're thinking, Oh, my God, the way I can't hold a plank. I always teach people (laughs) uh, in bodies they start at a wall. Okay, so now this looks like a wall, but it's actually material on a frame. Can you see that? So it's moving. So let's see, where's the crossbar? Here's the crossbar? Okay, so Let's pretend this is a real wall. I'm I'm apologizing. I can't turn this sideways. But you put your hands on your wall. This is how to feel the shoulder blade strength. And in the ideal, your hands are about your shoulder width. And step back. So you're just leaning a little bit. So I'm leaning, and this foot is back. I'm leaning in this really upright, slightly plank position. And you work to feel your shoulder blades, not squeezing in, not too wide. They're just, what I say, parked on your back. Okay, your hands are representing your shoulder And do that little breath I taught you earlier. So you feel the shoulder blade connection to your abdominal support. So everybody has a wall at home. You can't tell me you can't do this. And then I and then what's your next lowest surface in a wall? A kitchen counter, maybe, right? So your kitchen counter, you're about waist high. I don't have anything here that's waist high. We'll pretend that this is my kitchen counter. I'll do that same thing. The kitchen counter. Okay. Or you're waiting for your eggs to boil or whatever. Think about that alignment I mentioned earlier. There, think about your breathing. Maybe you want to get fancy and lift one leg and work your butt. Why not? Yeah? Okay. Then I also practice this here. What you could also practice here is the one leg. Under one arm, opposite arm and leg. Opposite arm and leg. Pretend this is a counter, all right? <laughs> then what's next lower than your kitchen counter, your dining room table? You do it at the dining room table. So see your body's going over, over, over. Then the next thing is your dining room chair and you're breathing and you're, believe me, you're using your abdominals, but you're also using your legs, your inner thighs, your butt, your hamstrings, your shoulder blades, your brain, then the ottoman that's in your living room and then the floor. And the same thing, like with the towel, you build it up over time. Build it up. You're building a house. Right? You do no, You can't build your pet house unless you have your rebar in the ground in your foundation. So just, it's it's the tortoise and the hare. Steady Eddie, it'll happen. Believe me, it'll happen.
0: I like that. Steady Eddie, nice. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, here's here's a good question from Vegan. How or maybe it's vegan, but how can I help the sciatic pain in my buttocks?
1: Mm. Okay. Now I am not a doctor. I don't know your scenario at all. So that's my disclaimer. I'll just share this from my experience. um, When you have a pain, literally, if you're saying right in your buttock, the middle, that is not sciatic. Sciatic pain generally comes from an impingement of the nerve between L4 and L5, L5 and S1, and sorry, sometimes L3 to L2. L2 to 3, 3 to 4, four to five, five to one just depends. <clears throat> and true sciatic pain is referred. It's in the front of the leg, the back of the leg, back of the calf, the front. Uh, sometimes the symptom the foot cannot flex a dropped foot so you i would really recommend you go into your medical professional and and get a get some diagnosis if you have a pain that literally right in the middle of your butt cheek nine times out of ten it's something called piriformis syndrome piriformis is a muscle that runs right in the middle of the glute under your glute max your glute max is your giant butt muscle under that you have six series of muscles. I call them little filet strips. <clears throat> they are your rotators, hip stabilizers. They rotate the leg out. They stabilize the hip when you're standing on one leg. You, you need to open that area up. And the way I generally do that is to everybody tends to know this what we call figure four stretch ankle over the thigh bone open, right, something like this, which can be also done seated, which can also be done seated on the chair. For piriformis, though, so you have to cross the leg all the way over. So it's called knee over knee. And then you take the feet apart and you lift the feet up so the shins are parallel to the floor. And you're going to literally feel that, right? in the middle of that cheek. If your lower Mm -hmm. leg is too far away, this is too high to reach, use a strap, a towel, a belt here. If your head is in this CPR position because the upper back is tight, put a little pillow underneath your head keep the tailbone as down as possible okay that is for your pain in the butt unless it's a person (laughs) then you need to like delete them from your life
0: (laughs) nice jill's watching we were talking about her before you came on
1: hi jill theory
0: She was a great guest. Okay. So let's see. Here's a question from Joyce. I don't have cartilage in my knees anymore. So my legs don't have strength for getting off the floor. It's very painful. Any further ideas when bending knees is hard, weak, and unreliable?
1: Hmm. Well, again, like I said, I'm not a a doctor and, uh, that would probably depend I don't know if it's one or both knees, um, exactly what your alignment or, or your, what, how that came about because uh, the lack of cartilage in knees, it's usually between the, the tibial, the top of the shin bone, the tibial plateau and the, where the femur and the tibia meet, or this could be the back of your kneecap, I'm not sure. I would again, same thing. Suggest you go into your orthopedic. Maybe they can recommend some PT. I don't know your age either. Um, obviously, you know, knee replacement is an option. It, um, although the 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 rehab's a little bit more challenging, a little bit more lengthy than with a hip replacement. Uh, definitely, the people I know that have had their knees replaced are very happy. With being out of pain, they might have a little less range of motion, um, but yeah. So with with the knees, you know, you you need the knee. You need we try walking without bending your knee, right? It's impossible. So uh, we need them, and uh, they they need to flex to ninety degrees to get up off the floor. That's just. Uh, by biomechanics, there's no other way you can get around it. Because you definitely don't want to try to just come, you know, you're in some kind of position. You know, you look at just this, you, you turn over. I, I just don't know how you can how you can get up, get up without bending, you know, your knee, honestly.
0: Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Well, a lot of people, you know, like as they get older, they have trouble just getting up off the toilet.
1: Yes. That's why they, uh, you're using your arms or you've seen the chairs, even regular chairs that have this kind of
0: motor that kind of uh,
1: brings you up. Yeah.
0: Just, so so you really
1: get to that point.
0: You really can use the wall to do some ab work, huh?
1: Yeah. Think about, well, just think like when you do a regular plank position, you don't, Think of plank as an abdominal exercise. You know, we have this kind of mindset it, that it, it's the way you learned it as a kid or whatever. And no, uh, believe me, you'll feel it. Call your attention there. Your energy goes where your attention goes, right? Your energy grows where your attention goes. So you put your attention there, you're going to definitely notice, definitely notice. Focus
0: good for us. Like meditation. It is a meditation. Let's see. Da, da, da. Ah, could you address hip flexor issues?
1: What is the
0: issue? Pain at the top of the hip. I do yin yoga. So that's one thing. I got good hips. I got—I mean, or maybe they're not good, but they're, they're very loose. They're not tight, in other words.
1: The, okay. So this is a question from somebody asking, but that you have pain in your top of your hip, All right? These pain questions, I have to t- say, because you're not right here in front of me and I'm not, I can't see your alignment and have a whole lot more lengthy detailed conversation, which is what assessment is about. Um, I hesitate, that's why I'm hesitating a little bit because I'm also getting recorded here. Um, so, uh, if you're having issues, discomfort, let's say it that way, with hip flexion, like right? this is hip flexion, the leg is coming closer to the torso, or this is hip flexion, the torso is coming closer to the leg. It could be that that you you have more than one hip flexor, that particular one is overworking because the other ones are underworking. It could be that. If you have uh, discomfort with extension, so now this is like when you we were trying to hip flexor opening, hip flexor stretching, this is when you're pushing or opening the front of the hip joint, then I would look at how you are creating that movement? Are you just yanking and pressing forward at that particular joint? Can you, um, this is where I, this is what, one of the reasons I love doing is that you're moving the arms and the legs in relationship to how our spines move. So if my spine is able to extend then that's how far my arm would go. My arm is going with my spine versus I'm trying to stretch my shoulder and break break it at the joint. The same thing goes for the leg. So when you want to extend and open the front of the hip, are you able to create more of an arc shape? Your leg is part of the spine or are you just your mind is only in the hip joint and you're just shoving there? I hope that makes sense. That's great. You're distributing your
0: energy. Thank you. I don't know if you can show this, but a lot of people are saying they've never heard of gyrokinesis, and if you could show an example of it.
1: Yeah, I can show in a quick little example. That'd be great, and I would. I would strongly encourage you, because I know you guys are all sitting, right?
0: <laughs> I have to sit, I'm attached, so. Sit,
1: sit, sit, and do it with me, okay? Just do a little bit with me, it's gonna feel really
0: good. Wait, listen, you got I have somebody saying, she is the most beautiful movement teacher I've ever seen, so graceful.
1: Aw, you're so kind, thank you. Thanks, Mom, for all those little ballet lessons I got.
0: Right? Uh-huh. And you have such good posture.
1: <laughs> well, I hope I do. All right, everybody sit a little forward on your chair. Maybe, oh, I'm going to turn sideways because it'll be a little bit easier to see what I'm doing. You're going to come forward so your hamstrings, okay, this thigh area, you love your hamstrings. Say, grab them. Say, I love my hamstrings. But if you had hamstrings, you would fall down. So I love my hamstrings. But I love these muscles that work for me. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is just feel the length of your body, okay? And then all of you have done hands and knees cat cow before, right? I'm sure you have. But think of the curve as evenly distributed, all right, from your tail and your head. So it's going to be a little bit of a curve. You breathe out and then come up and then a little bit of an Arch, right? So I'm not trying to make the biggest rounding out, so to speak. So I'm going to show what maybe some of you think you're supposed to do, but please avoid. Both and loose. No pushing, just easy. Rock your guts back, rock your guts. Forward and up, okay? And we're just going to breathe out and breathe in. This is actually if you're a fitness person, it's flexion and extension. And just do one more. And breathe out. Okay? The second thing we could do is a little turn. You see I'm sliding my hand to my knee and my hand to my hip, And I let my pelvis turn. And my eyes are looking around like you could look all the way behind you 360. And we're going to just breathe out. Inhale in the middle. So this is called spiraling. Or uh, you would think of it as rotating. Right? Okay. Then we want to work in another plane of we're just going to uh, reach one arm underneath the leg, let your head get heavy, and then the other side. And just reach, but you're keeping that curve again, evenly distributed and not think so much muscle. Go inside yourself and feel, oh, my brain is heavy on the right. My brain is heavy on the left or I'm listening to the earth, I'm listening to the earth. Or I'm listening to the sky, I'm listening to the sky. Okay, so that's three moves. Then, this one feels really, really awesome. Think of your spine as a roller coaster. We go through the arch like we did. And you're gonna let your belly fall forward easy. Look straight ahead and then roll your tail under and ripple yourself back and breathe in to come up. So if I breathe with this, I can breathe out. When my head falls over as my tailbone rolls under and I inhale as I come up. And everybody, as you do this, it's your bones and organs. where we're not thinking muscle, you think muscle, and you tighten up your outer body. This is your inner body. You're massaging. Your How's that?
0: That was great.
1: A <laughs> little few things you can try. There's a it's a, it's, it's a Lovely, lovely system. Well, I, and it's nice
0: that there are people like that. They can still do things in the chair.
1: Yes, yes. You can, you get so comfortable, you won't want to come off of the chair, but um, there, the the gyrokinesis work does got, co- come off the chair. We go to the floor and there's balance components. There's aerobic components. Um, it is definitely a full body workout, but it's more of a work in and um, the part of the reason I especially love tarot kinesis is that it's such an energetic shift that you feel in your energy body and really in your uh, spiritual body too.
0: Okay. Jill says you have a seaweed move that she loves.
1: Oh, the seaweed! Yes.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Seaweed move. Mm-hmm.
0: I had a K in it, that's why. Well, this has been really cool. It's, it's inspired me to take your class when I come back in uh,
1: well, August. Um,
0: but there's a question, what, you, uh, can I ask you about sit and be fit?
1: Sit and be fit. Well, that was a class I taught on the QE2 <laughs> when I had the ship job. Uh, you know, sit and be fit is kind of a categorical name For a lot of sometimes classes that are taught in assisted living or uh, retirement centers when the participants just are challenged to go to the floor. And so there's we actually have had that class at, at the ranch too. So just anything marching in place and moving your arms. Maybe not at the same time, not everybody's coordinated to this at the same time, right? Or you have little one pound soup can weights in your hands. You start using the chair. I mean, there's chair yoga, right? That chair. Turn that chair and hang on to it. On to it. Your uh, stretches. Here's a hamstring stretch. You, that earlier, basically Here, you can actually get out of your chair. Obviously, there's. It's like bar class. There's lots of things you could do. So. I have a whole chair class on, um, I'm on a streaming site called Pilates Anytime, and I have a whole chair class on there. It's a little more challenging than for someone who would be in a retirement center, but um, lots of options for all levels.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I hope people will check out your website and consider taking some of your online classes. I didn't know you did them, so that's fantastic.
1: Thank you. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah, well, it's such a pleasure getting to know you a little more. And thank you, Jill, for watching. I, I want to get everybody on the ranch on this show. I love you guys. You guys are just the best instructors. You're so kind and you're just so knowledgeable. And it's just, you know, I want to inspire people to go to the ranch, especially the week I'm there. So I have friends to take my class.
1: Bring your group. Bring your group on down. It's, it's, it's such a lovely experience. I mean, everybody at some point, I hope, will... Um, be not afraid to, to venture out because the environment there, you will come away so full of life. And it's, it is is a sacred mountain there and there is some power there, definitely. Whether you believe in those things or not, you will feel
0: it. Yeah, it's so true. its I mean, I, I, everybody needs to put that on their bucket list. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kathleen. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please do come back tomorrow when my guest is Julia Dunaway, and she is going to be making sesame ginger tofu noodles with blanched greens, which is, Um. (laughs) I know, sounds good, doesn't it? Well, Well, thanks again, and say hi to everybody at the ranch, and I'll see you in August.
1: Thank you so much.